Our sport worldwide. Let's uh, come across to African Buff, the prophet, in studio. Where do you begin? The ball possession will always be on their side. But all in all, it is there is no win for them. There is no win for them. There is no win for them. I you see the problem in this team, the players, when they get to the field, they are not in the same spirit. The other one feels that I want to make the best. We are supposed to, to work in one spirit and we, we are supposed to work hand in hand. African Boff, African Boff, the prophet. African Boff. African Boff. We must work together. We are supposed to work hand in hand. Hashtag NSW. Reaction Monday. Ladies and gentlemen. Get it off your chest. On Radio 2000 and simulcast on Metro FM. All right, we got the CAF uh, media officer, Mamadou Gay, who's live uh, from the 30 June Stadium. And his awareness would be that uh, uh, Cote d'Ivoire would have scored a goal. It's still nil-nil South Africa and Morocco. Good evening, Mamadou. Good evening, Robert. Good evening to all our listeners. As we put you on hold, uh, Cote d'Ivoire scored. Uh, they're obviously both teams as well as both games in the 44th minute. Uh, it's all about permutations now. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Namibia started the team very strongly, very dominant in the midfield, in the attack, a very composed team. And uh, most of the scoring opportunity were Namibian, but uh, like the game against Morocco and uh, South Africa, they are lacking up front when it comes to the finishing. Ivory Coast hardly had a short uh, on target during the first 45 minutes. In the 39th minute, uh, across from the left-hand side, and uh, Mark Gravel was uh, very well positioned in the box, uh, uh, made sure that he buried the ball inside the net. At the moment, that is the difference between Namibia and Kodiwa. Uh, Kodiwa is leading by one goal to kneel against uh, Namibia. But uh, we've seen from the start of the first whistle a very beautiful Namibian team, as usual, very dominant, composed, but lacking a lot of experience up front. All right, Tabidi, you talk about that goal in the 39th minute, uh, Mamadou. I, I, I was just marveling at the delivery. It, it, was, it was literally a perfect cross that came through from Frank Essie. Definitely a perfect cross uh, and a perfect control from McGradell, who just uh, put it in the net, beating the entire defense, including the goalkeeper. From Ivory Coast, I know that you're full of praise in terms of how uh, the Namibians have been able to line up, though. Any positives that you can take? I know that the ball possession uh, stakes are also favoring Namibia at this stage. Uh, they've had about seven attempts at goal, which is the same as the Ivory Coast. Uh, they've had two shots on target, uh, but Ivory Coast are uh, edging them there with three on target. Yeah, definitely, because uh, the, all the initiatives are coming from uh, Namibia. They are the attacking side. Ivory Coast were playing most of the time in the half, and uh, Namibian were very mobile, very agile through the entire uh, 45 minutes. The referee has just 
blown the whistle to put an end to the first half. Would you say from a spectator perspective, worth the value this game, or are you finding that uh, Côte d'Ivoire just going through the motions? I think that uh, with this goal up now, with the experience of Côte d'Ivoire, I think they will manage to control the game and let, let Namibia come on them and uh, use their skills, their experience, and uh, uh, try to score a second goal on a counter-attack. But uh, when it uh, comes to the crowd, uh, we, this game has been played almost in an empty stadium. Well, I mean, that's, that's been uh, the uh, Cup of Nations. If the host nation or Algeria or Morocco are not playing, uh, then you're guaranteed to be playing in front of uh, uh, maybe family and friends and uh, some of the CAF executives that are there watching uh, the game. But from a South African perspective, I did say to the listeners, though, that uh, Bafana Bafana can still qualify uh, if they choose to win, they choose to draw, or they could uh, still qualify with the loss against Morocco uh, because those permutations brings about the head-to-heads uh, brings about the finishing uh, third in the group, which either puts them against the group winners, Egypt in Group A, or Madagascar in Group B. So South Africa, what the three points they gained, Mamadou, from that game against Namibia was very important to see them still able, even with the loss, to make it through. Yeah, but uh, to make, to be sure, South Africa must at least uh, get a draw out from Morocco because uh, if uh, they remain at three points, uh, it might be tight because uh, South Africa is uh, on three points and the goal difference is zero, just like DRC. And uh, in the case that uh, many teams uh, are equal in goal difference and everything, it will be a toast. And uh, toasting a coin, coins, I mean, it's like playing a lottery. You will never know which side it is going to go to. But uh, I think South Africa must just make sure at least they guarantee a draw from uh, this game against Morocco to be on the safe side. Yeah, I was going to say, though, that uh, for the Namibian listeners, uh, the point that maybe one didn't raise early on is that if they were able to win by three goals or more, uh, then Namibia would have been able to progress as one of the third best uh, placed teams, uh, which then could eliminate uh, the Ivorians if South Africa draw against Morocco. I don't know what the likelihood of that happening will be, given the fact that Ivory Coast now are in the lead going into the halftime break. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, in the scenario you say, not only Ivory Coast could be out, but DRC as well. Uh, but uh, it's unlikely that uh, we will have this scenario here. Ivory Coast scoring a goal now. I think uh, if Namibia can manage to score the first goal in this tournament and work out with a draw, it will be a very positive result for them. And that will still qualify uh, Ivory Coast. But uh, one thing with Bafana, Bafana, they have to make sure that uh, they are not defeated today by Morocco because that might see them packing and going back home. Sure.
and 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 that wouldn't really augur well. We've seen, like I say, that first half. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out what's been happening as far as uh, positivities are concerned. Yeah, Morocco. They were denied uh, maybe a goal scoring opportunity where they were flagged as an offside. It wasn't an offside from where we stood. And uh, surprisingly, going into the halftime, I don't know if it's surprising though, Mamadou. Uh, Morocco with the bulk of the ball possession, 61%. Uh, with South Africa just on 39. Uh, South Africa having just had one attempt. At goal, Morocco have had four. Uh, South Africa has had no shot on goal or on target, if you want to call it that. Morocco at least have had one on target as well. So not really that positive energy that we've seen from Bafana Bafana or that we want from Bafana Bafana. Uh, look, uh, for everybody that is in Egypt here that have an opportunity to watch Bafana Bafana live, you can say that it's a huge disappointment. It's difficult to recognize this team. They are not playing as a team. They are not a uh, uh, compact unit uh, uh, attacking together, fighting together. It looks like there is no inspiration in this team. And uh, Coach Baxter uh, he doesn't even... Uh, uh, control the team. Tactically, they are very poor and uh, they are not really a threat to any of the team. They were even lucky to beat uh, Namibia, even against Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast did not play any good, fancy game, but at the end of the day, they work uh, uh, away with the victory. And uh, this team of Bafana Bafana is really worrisome. Really worrisome, and uh, I don't know what kind of a preparation they have, but uh, you don't feel the fighting spirit. You don't feel the anger in that team. It's like uh, they are here in Egypt as a tourist to just uh, uh, visit and look at the pyramids. Absolutely, because again, Mamadou, if if you're a football purist and you're trying to break down what's been happening in this game, even, I mean, I was looking at the total passes, Morocco dominating, 230 uh, completed passes or total passes that they've had, Bafana Bafana, 152. When you look at completed passes, Morocco, 182, Bafana Bafana, 101. And you you would think that uh, Morocco need this game more than the national team of South Africa. And let me tell you, the game between Morocco and South Africa, the Moroccan took this game very seriously. And Moroccan want to make sure that they South remember when Morocco was beating for the World Cup 2020-16, South Africa came out openly saying that uh, they are going to support the USA bid because they have this political misunderstanding with Morocco regarding the Sahrawi and so many other stories. Then uh, you see, it doesn't end only on the political field. That also goes deep on, into the football field. And that is the situation today. And Morocco would like to show to Africa, to the world, that even on the field of football, on the field of politics, they are dominant over South Africa. They will impose themselves over South Africa. Then there is a lot of connotation in this game. Now, that's why the Moroccans, they were also, I think, uh, coach, and they were coach about all this political aspect with the players. It's not just an ordinary game. It's a game that involves also politics in it. That's why you can see a team of Morocco fired up to want to prove that they are superior to South Africa in all aspects.
And we'll all go back to one point, Mamadou, even before a ball was kicked, is that Morocco had qualified for the knockout rounds. South Africa hadn't automatically qualified for the knockout rounds. The next 45 minutes are going to be crucial. But given the stats that I've just shared with you and the listeners, you know, for me, a performance that says we are in that tournament to actually compete, make a difference, want to look attractive, showcase the best that we can, has not been there. And that is the worrying part of Bafana Bafana's campaign so far. Definitely, it has not been there for their first game against, uh, uh, that was against uh, Cote d'Ivoire, the game against Namibia, and again in the third game now, uh, halfway against uh, Morocco. And uh, honestly speaking, Morocco is the best team in this group. And Morocco would like to finish up with full house nine points. And unfortunately, the South African team is not responding. As I said, this is uh, Bafana, Bafana without soul, without spirit, without heart. When you come here to compete, you must be ready to die on the pitch. You must be able to raise high the flag of the country, but we cannot see that in that team. We don't know if uh, this selection was not the right one, or we don't really understand what goes across the mind of the player, especially the coach, what kind of message is being putting across to his players. We don't see that hunger. We don't see that to win. But uh, it's pity and unfortunate. Even all the South Africans here, when you talk to them, including the president of South Africa, we have so many opportunities to discuss Bafana. Bafana is really disappointed. Even after uh, Bafana Bafana defeated Namibia, he agreed with me that uh, there was nothing in that team. He was not impressed. He doesn't know what kind of a football they are playing, but uh, it's very pity and very unfortunate for a great nation, the whole, only nation that hosted the World Cup in Africa, to come here and really uh, perform so badly, so poorly. But let's hope that uh, something during the second half will uh, a burning fire or something. Uh, if it was uh, with most of the national team here, we will see halftime the president of the Football Federation or, or the Minister of Sport going into the dressing room, shaking up the players. But I don't know if that is going to be the case with Bafana Bafana or this VIP will just sit in uh, the VIP air-conditioned box and uh, let the game run its normal course. All right, uh, Mamadou Gay, sounding like uh, he's here in Gatlehong, all the way live from the 30 June Stadium. Thank you so much, Mamadou, for your insight. Uh, let's see how the games end up uh, after 90 minutes. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on MSW. It's my pleasure. That is CAF Media Officer uh, Mabadou Gay joining us, as I said, from the 30 June Stadium, uh, where he's monitoring Namibia up against Cote d'Ivoire, uh, where Cote d'Ivoire take that 1-0 lead into the halftime break. Velile Mnyandu uh, is on the other side at the Al Salam Stadium uh, in Egypt. He's the SABC sport journalist. Uh, Velile, thank you so much for your time. How would you describe that 45 minutes? Well, Robbie. Frustrating first half for us, um, struggling up front to create some chances, and also seeing uh, the Moroccans uh, trying to expose them, especially on the wing, 
uh, coming from the other side is changing. He started on the left, uh, but as the case progressed, he went on the other side, uh, Nuruddin Amrabat, one of the few men remaining from the last time before Havana played against this Morocco team at the AFCON. And uh, we've seen also the danger of uh, Nesri, uh, one of the, the danger men uh, of this Moroccan team, who scored a goal against uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Um, I think also the supply to Motiba has not been that good. They've managed to neutralize us uh, in the midfield, Belhanda and also Busifa uh, controlling that midfield. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what would be the conversation now between Chad Balsa and his boys uh, in, the, in the dressing room because uh, in the offensive area we've not been accepted. Uh, I was going to say that dressing room, well, obviously, they know the permutations as much as we do, that a, you know, a, a draw is still good enough, Velile, even a defeat is good enough. Do you think they're playing according to the negatives as opposed to them trying to apply some of the positives that we know South Africa can apply but so far has been lacking? Yeah, Rob, and also uh, so far it's only Guinea uh, who are third places. You know that the four third places teams would be going to so far it's only Guinea won four points. So as things then, um, the point we are gaining here would be enough, but you want to see a bit of the team that has yet to qualify because Morocco is qualified uh, to the next stage already. And also with um, Cote d'Ivoire leading on the other side, it also means that uh, on head-to-head, um, Morocco is ahead of uh, Cote d'Ivoire when it comes to head-to-head. So you, you want to see our boys at least trying to, to go for, for, for that goal. So so far, I'm, I'm not sure if the conservative approach uh, will help us because, I, you know, Coach Basta is one who always goes for the transition, and it's what we've been seeing um, so far. Because I was expecting maybe if we will we'll come on the front foot, but I don't know if uh, he's going for the cautious approach. A lot of questions, Velila. You probably would have been able to engage with the coach, with the technical staff over there. Uh, some of the press conferences, or maybe just around the hotel area. Is there a problem with uh, the football of the season, Temikosi Lodge? Is there a reason why he hasn't featured yet so far in this tournament, or does he just not cut it in terms of the plans of the coach? Come again, bro. The exclusion of Lodge in the AFCON so far, what is that attributed to? Well, we did ask about it was. Lodge and Zerero, um, that we asked about, and um, he did say that uh, so far he's been playing according to the demands of the games uh, that he's been playing here. But you would expect that uh, someone like him, Tim uh, Hosey, had a very good season. In fact, the last game against um, Namibia, I felt that uh, the coach he left it too late in terms of his changes because in that game we needed at least um, to score at least two or three goals so that we. We, we come to this game knowing that whatever happens, in terms of goal difference, uh, we're up there. And someone like Lodge, uh, I thought him to bring him in, uh, especially against Namibia. Namibia is being dominated by players who are playing in Namibia and also performed. So it was going to be easy there. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that maybe he can give him a, a run uh, in, in this game. Because another concern for me, Zwane uh, is only a yellow card. And already he's only a warning after another yellow card. So, looking at the referee uh, officiating today, Jean-Jacques Ndala from Cote d'Ivoire, the way he's been officiating the first half, I'm not sure if one of our two players on yellow card will finish this game. So, I think the coach will have to be streetwise there, uh, knowing 
uh, African football. And uh, if you remember the incident of uh, Jomosono, how he tried to protect uh, Benny McCarthy yeah. in one game in '98. So I, I would expect maybe someone like Josh can get a run um, in, in this second half. But I, I think for me, what is important, Rob, is not to be too conservative. Because sometimes I feel that uh, with Coach Baxter, we've been too conservative um, in, in this tournament. And also, look, we've got a good record against the African team. And as much as on the offensive line, these guys, uh, the Moroccans, they are, they, are, they are strong there. But I've seen some opportunities. There are some loopholes that we, we can try and uh, exploit at, uh, up, up front. Just uh, maybe some insight, Velile, because we saw Darren Keith starting the last game today. Ronwin Williams is back again after having played the first match day. Um, is there an open rotation between the two, or what is Stuart Baxter implying with the changes there, especially in goals? In fact, after the first game, uh, we did ask the coach this question, that coming to the tournament and uh, how the qualifiers ended, uh, one saw a, a chance where maybe he would try and maintain consistency and continue with uh, uh, Darren Keats, but he was surprised when he, he came with uh, Ronald Williams. And Ronald Williams had a very good game um, in, 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 uh, against uh, Cote d'Ivoire. I mean, the score, if it, it was not for him, it would have been a better score. I mean, the one-on-one and also the free kick that he played uh, late, late in the game. But he came with uh, Darren Keats in the second game. And I don't think Darren Kitt did very well. If we, if, if Namibia had taken some of the chances, that, and then today he returned with uh, Ronald Williams. Should he go through here um, today, I would think that he can continue with Ronald Williams just to maintain consistency, especially when you've got a goalkeeper, you want him to also to get used to his default. Because, again, there's the psychology factor again, Velila, of saying, how does Ronan feel after having uh, saved on two occasions in a point-blank uh, scenario uh, where they could have been goals on either side and to find himself on the bench wouldn't have warranted uh, him being benched, but a continuation from his side? Yes. Uh, in the press conference, apparently he, he did explain um, why he was going with um, Darren Kitt. And in, in, in the second game, when we talk about uh, commanding the area, which <laughs> is not really something I understand because I felt that it's something that Ronald did very well um, in, in, in the first game. And it also brings back memories of 2015. Uh, you remember Brashek, who played three goalkeepers um, in, in, in that tournament. But uh, today he restored uh, Ronald Williams. But I think for me, one of our main uh, challenges has also been at the left back row. Um, if you look at the final pass uh, coming from uh, coming from Shanti uh, today, and also the cross as well, something that's not really there, and also sometimes defensively as well, and that's why also Norodin Amrabat moved from the left channel to to the right channel, and that's where he's been exposing uh, Shanti. All right, I'm sure you need to watch very jealously that second half of Elila. Thank you so much indeed for uh, the analysis. South Africa on the attack in that second half, uh, getting the ball into the box. It looks like it is cleared. Uh, not much uh, coming out of that here with Zwane still pretty much in the mix. Velile uh, highlighting uh, the bookings that he has received. Velile, uh, thank you so much indeed for being part of MSW today. Shukran, Rob. Shukran. Shukran, 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 shukran.
SABC Sport Journalist there, live from El Salam Stadium, Velilem Nyandu, uh, giving us a breakdown.